The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey friend, I'm Nicole Walters, mom of three, your internet bestie and founder of Inherit Learning Company. If you're looking for the motivation you need to pursue a life of purpose, then join me each week on the Nicole Walters podcast as I share my hard-learned lessons and answer your DMs about life, business, and everything in between. We'll laugh, we'll cry, and we'll grant ourselves grace as we do life together. Check out the Nicole Walters podcast every Tuesday here on Dear Media. You can listen anywhere you listen to podcasts. Hi, it's Mariana. I'm the co-founder of Summer Fridays and host of the Life with Mariana podcast. In this episode, I have Huda Katan. She is the founder of Huda Beauty, and I'm so excited to have her on because I've been a fan of her brand, a friend for so long, ever since she launched the brand with just eyelashes. So before then, I was following her on Instagram, and she's done such an amazing job of taking an online platform and virality and turning it into a business. It's not easy to build an online community, but it's even harder to turn that community into customers. And not only has she done that, but she's maintained longevity as a creator. And so I wanted to ask her all about her brand, what she's done, how she's grown the brand. I'm always so fascinated by successful people and what their routines are. So I had to ask her about what she does in the morning, the evening, her books she reads, the practices that she has. And we figured out we do a lot of the same things and that we're very similar with our loves. We also are both Libras. Our birthdays are both coming up in October. And before we get into the episode, I have to tell you guys about so many fun Summer Fridays things that are available now. So you might have seen that we just launched our new Sweet Mint Lip Butter Balm. That is permanent to Summer Fridays. So you guys can always get that. But we have a couple limited edition special things. So the first is a skincare set. So if you guys want to get a really cute little mini lip butter balm vanilla along with some skincare products, if you've been wanting to try jet lag mask for the first time, this is an amazing value to pick up. This also is a great gift to give other people. So if you want to get them skincare and lip balm, and if you are love jet lag mask it's available in jumbo size so we bring this out for the holidays it is limited edition it's a great value and you can use this on basically anything anywhere it does it all from mask moisturizer eye cream hand cream so many people use it on their body on different skin concerns that they have and then so exciting for the holidays only are a few different lip butter bomb sets so we have one set that is four mini lip butter bombs and then we have another one with three lip butter bombs in the three set we have a limited edition flavor This is only available right now for the holidays and it is an iced coffee in the most beautiful nude brown color. So iced coffee is available only in the set. All of these sets are available now at summerfridays.com and at Sephora. So pick them up from skincare to lip balm. And I hope that you guys have a very early happy holidays and get ahead of your holiday shopping. And don't forget to subscribe to Life with Mariana because I've got new episodes every Tuesday or follow on Spotify. Now let's hear from Hedda. So I know, and I have known you for a long time, but I even followed you before you had a brand. So what even got you to the point of starting a brand and launching Huda Beauty? You know, I feel like when you are sometimes, you know, wanting to do things, like wanting to do a brand or wanting to do something, sometimes you don't always start with the intention of actually creating a, you know, company. For me, it was like a little bit of an experiment. I was like, okay, I know lashes are an opportunity. I know people like them. But am I a businesswoman? I'm not really sure. So I didn't really know if I should start like a company at the time. But I was like, let me just try this. Let me just, you know, get a couple lashes together, get a pack, try to sell it to Sephora (laughs) because I wanted to be in Sephora. And it was a little bit of an experiment. 
you know, to see how far we could really go with it. And I think what happened next was like the demand was so big for the brand because we had a blog previously. Everybody was like ready for it. Do you remember the blog? Yes, I remember the blog. I used to go on there all the time. And (laughs) your account really was a place where you were setting trends. And now we see like virality, which is like really different with TikTok. Totally. But you were like creating virality on Instagram, which is so different. Like this is a decade ago and blogs. And it was so different that like when you would do something, it would become a trend, even if it was like crazy or something that you would repost. But it's the internet has changed so much in the last decade. It really has. I feel like I don't even recognize it. The trends that it used to take like, you know, maybe a year or two years for a trend to catch on, they catch on with six months. And I feel like I cannot produce makeup that fast for the trend where we're a trendy brand. Yeah. So that's a little bit of a struggle. Something that you just said too was like you wanted to start a brand, but you didn't think of yourself as a businesswoman. And so many of us, I mean, I didn't go to business school. Mm. That's not my background either. But there was something that we were like, we don't know this thing, but we can still accomplish it anyway. What gave you that confidence to be like, even though I don't know, I'm going to do it regardless. And like, here you are. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like you're a consumer first, you know, and like, you know what the demand is. Like, you know where the gaps in the market are. You know the opportunities from as a consumer. Like I knew at the time, like there was something that I wanted and it didn't exist. And of course, there's all these like, you know, these points of doubt that you have where you're like, well, if, you know, if it didn't exist, maybe there's a reason. Maybe like if I tried it, I'll fail. Maybe it'll be humiliating if I try. But I think like also there's a point where you kind of have to say, well, if I want it bad enough and there's enough of something inside of me that feels like this is an opportunity, you have to just try. And that's why I literally say it was an experiment because I was like, if I you know, maybe I'll, you know, crash and fail and it'll just be a bad experiment, but it'll be a lesson learned. But like, ultimately, you don't really know until you do try. And it's true. Like, you know, you don't always have to have that business experience, you know, to know a segment and opportunity. A lot of the best business people out there, you know, who own businesses and are CEOs and and really successful in their own right, they don't have that traditional, you know, background, but whatever it is, like they they're scrappy, they're hungry enough, they're curious enough to learn. So I think sometimes it's like, you know, it is what you'll make it, you know. And I think along the way too, you can eventually start hiring and growing the team for the Definitely. things that you don't know. But yeah. it's fine to know that at the beginning because I think like we know our consumer best. And so you launched with lashes. Why lashes? Like what was it about that that you wanted to launch the brand with? You know, lashes for me, I never had lashes. And I always felt like I feel lashes make you more attractive. So and also I was a blogger. So I knew if I started makeup, it was like inside of me, I wondered if one day I could have a makeup brand. But I knew if I started with makeup, that brands would start to treat me differently. And they eventually did, by the way. So I was like, you know, I was a little bit scared. I was like, if I start with makeup out of the gate, first of all, it's expensive. Lashes, I can afford to get this, you know, the engine going. It was very, like when I say bootstrapped, (laughs) Like the boot did not even have the strap. They were like Velcro. <laughs> it was very bootstrapped, but that was okay because it was lashes and it was it was not expensive. I think my sister gave me six thousand dollars, and then I had to come up with a little bit more money. But when it was makeup, like you know, you needed cash to really start that, and we didn't have it at the time. Yeah, it's become so expensive, and I think people don't realize. And then especially when you already have a large audience, the inventory yeah. and the quantities you need are so large to yeah. keep up with the demand of the business. And at that time, a lot of manufacturers did not believe in a blogger or influencer starting a brand. And actually, even the retailers didn't believe in it. They said, look, there's some, some, you know, influencers have done it. Nobody's been successful in it. And so a lot of manufacturers said to us, no, like you'll never reach the MOQ. We're not going to take a chance of you and do like a 5,000, 10,000 pieces. We're not going to do that. We don't do this whole MOQ business. 
And nobody was willing to, to try it at the time. And I think like now looking back, like I think this is where people give up. They're like, okay, well, you know, nobody's giving me a chance. Well, somebody out there will. You know, you just have to find the right opportunity. And that's what we did. We have to, we had to keep like going from door to door, attending all these makeup conferences. And finally we found somebody who was like, okay, I'm willing to sell you this number, take a chance. But a lot of the big guys who, some of them I work with now and some of them, you know, who want to work with us now had refused us at the time. You know, I think now it's a bit easier. Yeah. I say all the time, I actually have said this in interviews. I don't know if you even know this, but I said, you and Jen really paved the way for like influencer founded brands to be in retailers. So like you you being the first makeup. And so then when the time we came with Summer Fridays with skincare, they were like, okay, we see success in these two brands. So we're open to it now in skincare. And it was because you guys paved the way. And then now that's so sweet. Thank you. But there's so many influencer founded brands who have come and become so successful or artist founded brands. And it's because the two of you really proved to retailers, to investors, to manufacturers that this is thank real. You. And here you are 10 years later. <laughs> it's true. We did have to prove. But by the way, Summer Fridays is so amazing. Oh, thank you. Okay. And I'm so proud of you. Whenever I go all over the world and I'm in a Sephora and I see people asking for Summer Fridays and like people from all over the world, I'm so proud of you. Like I'll see people actually like actively looking for like, where's Summer Fridays? Where's Summer Fridays? And I'm like, it's right there. They don't see it. They're looking for it. And I, I'm so proud of you for thank that. Thank you. I appreciate and it. And it's just, it's so amazing. It's, it's nice to see that, right? From like, It's so nice. Like even what I find that I love too is that there's products in my makeup bag that I just like reach towards Mm. all the time. And it's like, I love you. I love your brand, but I genuinely love your products. Like I buy them and repurchase them. Like I have my powder with me right now to like touch up all the time. And those are products that I use all the time. And like, I love them. So it's like one thing to just support your friends. It's another thing to be a customer and like actually want to continue to use them because we know like we're so I got your jet lag mask with me and I needed it. And I actually got a mini. Oh, it's perfect for travel. (laughs) Yeah, the Sephora minis right now. And I was like, yes, I got a hundred point mini. I was so happy. (laughs) I want to talk to you because a lot of creators are probably listening to this episode. You can build a following online. Mm -hmm. You can post great content that doesn't always equal a brand. You grew an amazing following on Instagram and now obviously on other platforms. You have YouTube and TikTok and all these things. How did you turn followers into an actual business? It's so funny you say that because a lot of times, like we also did not have the highest engagement as a platform, but we were very influential and like we could sell product. And it's so funny you say that because it really doesn't matter the number of followers you have at all. It doesn't matter, you know, your engagement. It doesn't matter what people follow you for. It matters that they know when you're putting your name behind a product that they can trust you. And that's what's so important. And you've seen so many influencers. We've seen it like who are just so influential in different ways. But when, you know, they create a product, sometimes it just doesn't land for whatever reason. And there's so many reasons for that, right? Like sometimes there's like, there's not enough commercial understanding. You know, you might understand a trend, but you might make a product that's so niche that nobody actually wants it. You know, and there's that aspect, you know, which you did very, very well with Summer Fridays, like understanding like how to make things like really, really like covetable and really trendy, but still commercial. And that I think is something that a lot of people sometimes miss. Like, you you know, maybe sometimes they're thinking about like things are just too specialized and maybe not enough people want it. And that's what I think you always have to think about as a brand founder. You know, how can I get to as many people as possible and give the people like the best thing that they deserve? And that's not easy. And I think a lot of influencers sometimes don't don't grasp that. 
In this episode, one of the brands and people that we were talking about was Jen Atkin and Way, and we were both talking about how much we love Jen and the brand and everything that she's done. And that's because not only is she amazing, but the products are really great. So when I recorded this podcast, we did video. So of course I was getting glam that day and I end up doing my hair a lot for different shoots. So when I do that, I feel like I really need to take care of the quality of my hair because I want it to look good on camera, but I also want it to stay and maintain healthy. So no matter what kind of hair day you're having. We all want these quick fixes and habits that work to create effortless routines. Way helps you find your way back to healthier hair with products specifically formulated for all hair types and needs. Yes, even yours. And I really like it because it just fits into my routine from when I'm showering, when I'm styling, and when I'm trying to treat my hair. I use so many different products from Way, depending what my hair concerns are, what I need to tackle. And one of the things right now is just like over styling. So my hair just feels dry and I just need to really take care of it. And one of my favorite things that's a fast fix for healthy looking hair is Way's best-selling hair oil. It's a multitasking oil that smooths frizz and seals split ends, and it gives you this high gloss and super smooth finish. It also helps to keep color from fading, so you can apply it on wet or dry hair, and it protects your hair from heat damage, which is so important to me when I'm styling it all the time. No matter what kind of hair you have, Way's hair oil will rejuvenate your hair so it's healthier, more vibrant, and smells incredible. Get your fast fix for healthy looking hair. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use code Mariana15 for 15% off any purchase. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, code Mariana15. I think when we think about product development and launches, we think like, okay, what can be a global success? Like what are people going to want everywhere? Like what's something that you want to gravitate towards every day? Mm -hmm. So when you're formulating new products now and thinking about your upcoming product pipeline like what are you thinking about like is there a process that you go through it's funny because I get inspired in like the weirdest ways the weirdest ways literally I do get a lot of inspiration when I'm in the labs especially when I'm in the labs like I don't know what it is and not everybody feels the same like some people you know they're inspired through the process of actually doing makeup and I do think that's really inspiring too my biggest inspiration come from two places. It's my my mornings that I have to myself when I just like listen to an audiobook and do my makeup and I'm like taking my time and I'm playing. Sometimes I'll listen to music, whatever. There's something in the background and I'm in my state of flow and I'm playing with makeup and then I have a post-it note next to me with a pen. And that's that's like where I like, I just like will jot things down and I'll play or if it's in the lapse. Those are the two places where I'm like, I'm so inspired. I do sometimes also get inspiration from my daughter. How old is she now? She's 12. Oh. She's 12. Oh my goodness. I'm I just she's picture 12. Her. She's 12. Oh my gosh. That's it's crazy now because I see 12 year olds. Like I'm seeing like younger Gen Z. I don't know if that's is that still Gen Z? I think they're Gen Alpha. Okay. They're so Gen whatever alpha. that age is, I see them now on TikTok and they're creating content and videos and it's weird. And it's really crazy to see weird. like this next younger generation of like the beauty products that they're gravitating with. And they're so educated. Like they know a lot. But they act like grownups. That's like the scary thing for me. Like there is this weird thing happening right now where I feel like all the generations are kind of mixing. Do you feel like that? Mm -hmm. I feel like everybody looks like they're 30. (laughs) I feel younger than my age. So I know both of our birthdays in October. I feel like I'm getting older, but I'm like, wait, I think in my head I'm still younger than I am. Totally. What age are you stuck at? I'm going to be turning 37. No way. So I'm like, oh, but I still feel like I'm in my 20s until I'm like. What age do you feel you're mentally stuck at? I just feel like I just feel like late 20s for some reason I'm like in my mind. I'm really like, weird. Yeah. I'm like, whatever this age is, like, 
because I used to think when I was younger, like, oh, 35 sounded like such an adult and like 40, like really sounds like an adult. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel so young still. 40 sounds like you're old. I'm going to be 40. Oh my in gosh. In a couple weeks. Yeah. I thought we were like the same age. It's no, like, I'm going to be 40. Yeah. Like I had no idea, but it's like in my mind, I just still feel like young and youthful. Mm-hmm. I feel like I know what's going on on the internet. Like, mm-hmm. No, we're so not plugged in, but it's like impossible to be so plugged in. Even my daughter, who's like, I don't let her go on social that much anymore. There was a time where she was on TikTok and, you know, but I could see it like really affecting her. And I was like, no, I don't think she should spend too much time on social media. So we, we kind of like, we don't let her go on the phone. She takes her phone to school and then we take it as soon as she comes home. And it's a bit weird because like I'm on, I'm a social media influencer and I'm on the internet, but I just don't want her having that pressure. I think it's easy easier for us because we've done it for so long yeah. we're adults and even for us totally. at 37 and almost 40 like we even know how it can affect us as adults so I think it's obviously really challenging for like someone younger but we can put yeah. boundaries around it because we yeah. know better but when you're younger yeah. you're just still like figuring it out but even I find it I still struggle with it like I will scroll on my phone and like I won't even realize it and I'll be on the phone for three hours the other day I checked my screen time I was on the phone for eight hours one day eight hours I was binge watching something <laughs> <laughs> I was binge watching Shark Tank. Eight hours on the phone? But like, it's are you kidding me? It's hard though, because like when you say I'm watching Shark Tank, like it's like at what point for us is that like, are we learning? Yeah. It's like also like even if we're on TikTok scrolling, it's kind of like market research for us. So yeah, it's like, what's the That's line the of thing. like, That's the danger. what is work and what is That's personal? danger because it is work. So that it almost gives you an excuse to lean into it more. And so that's why and even my daughter was like, oh, you know, it's okay for her to be on it because I'm going to like, she's going to keep me like up to date. And then I was like, no, 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 she does not work at Huda Beauty. She is 12 years old and she needs to have her boundaries and she and just mental health. I feel like what happens is, this is my opinion, I, I feel like our brain like have these different muscles and like what we are teaching ourselves when we're scro- constantly scrolling is we are teaching ourselves not to be listening, not to be here, not to be present, not to be focused. Like, and if you've ever, you've meditated before, I'm sure, like the meditation practice is all about building the muscle of focus. And it's like, some ways I feel like social is the opposite. It's like the antithesis of that. It's like building the muscle of moving from thought to thought very quickly. And so I notice when I give my daughter her phone, she has anxiety. When I take it away from her, she's calm. Mm. Isn't that crazy? So I, we don't let her go on our phone because of that. So I told my husband before I left, I was like, please, as soon as she comes home from school, take her phone. He was like, don't worry. <laughs> I'm going to do that. And I know he will. I love that. I love that yeah. you're doing that. And it is so important. Like meditation, you talked about your morning yeah. routine. So what do your routines look like and how do you stay grounded? Because you are yeah. so busy. My morning routines, it is very important to me. My evening routines also very important. And I'm pretty religious about them, but I'm not going to lie. There's moments where I don't like have all the energy to do everything like, and life does get in the way. I'm early rise. I'm sure you are too. Yeah. yeah. You look like an early riser. I'm a morning girl. Yeah. <laughs> you look like an early riser. You know, I feel like you can always tell when an early when person's an early riser. I love my mornings. There's something about <laughs> when I wake up and like I do my full routine before I start my day. Yeah. I just feel so much better. For me, once it's the sun so starts, healthier. it goes down and gets darker, the less likely I want to do something. So I've got to like stack as many things in the morning as Have I can. Have you always been a morning person? Yeah. My it, my dad used to just like wake up early in the morning and start playing wow. music really loud in the house. <laughs> I love and that. And when I was little, I was like, wow, this is like not great. But now as an adult, I'm like, oh, this is just how I am. Like I, when I wake up, it, the sun has not, not even come out yet. Wow. So we're like that in my house. So my husband wakes up really early. He was in the Marines. So he's like 4.30 a.m., up every day. It doesn't even matter if we, the first day we, if we arrived to LA, first day he would arrive at 4.30 a.m. He would wake up. It doesn't matter where we are in the world. He's so religious with his routine. And it really did rub off on me and Nor. I used to go to bed at 4.30 and he was waking up. So we'd like swap places in bed. 
And yeah, he was like, you know, you don't have a routine. And I was like, yeah, I, you know, I think it's important. And during COVID, I just got really obsessed with my sleep and, you know, just understanding like how much like a routine can really add to your life. Like you get so much free time when you have a routine. It's actually crazy. Yeah. Routine you know? gives you freedom. Routine gives you freedom. And I'm a rebel at heart. So I was like, I don't want a routine. Like who says, you know, and I started feeling healthy. I started looking better when I woke up in the morning early. Like you actually do. Like there's so many anti-aging qualities that you have when you get to sleep on time. So then I became like obsessed with it. I'm not that good with it because I keep traveling right now. But usually my routine, I, I like I'll start my day at like 530. Nora wakes up at 530. That's early. Without an alarm clock. Mm -hmm. She's weird. <laughs> she takes after her dad. She's 12. That's weird. <laughs> That's weird. She takes after her father, 100%. Something that I wear every single day, I'm literally wearing it right now, is Skims. You guys already know that I love Skims, but did you know it started all with their Fits Everybody collection? It is the softest underwear you will ever want to try, and they have so many other things from the brand. So I'm always seeing their cotton collection all over my feed, so I had to see for myself what the hype was about, and it did not disappoint. Some of the stuff from this collection is my favorite. It is so cute and flattering. Skims is creating the next generation of loungewear for everybody. I absolutely love their stuff. One of the things that I wear and that I like all the time is their cotton t-shirt. So I really like shirts because I want to wear them all the time, but I'm really picky with the fit of my shirts. So I really like something to be fitted, but also stretchy and comfortable. And the Skims t-shirt is a game changer. It just really hugs my body perfectly. If you're looking for the perfect t-shirt, this is it. I also really love the cotton rib thong. It is really comfortable to wear all the time. And the rib tank is a really good layering piece. This is Skims most tagged collection, and it's made with the classic cotton fabric for comfortable everyday wear. It's made from ultra soft and natural fibers. The cotton collection features elevated lounge pieces designed for comfort indoors and outside. Like I said, I wear them indoors and outside. So whoever said loungewear was only for the house has not tried Skims. It's available in sizes XXS to 4X. So believe the hype, Skims has over 100,000 five-star reviews for a reason. The cotton collection and more are available now at skims.com. Plus get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place an order, select podcast in the survey and select my show, Life with Mariana in the drop down menu that follows. Sometimes I meditate, sometimes I don't, but I am really obsessed with having a moment with myself to like do something called a brain dump. Have you ever done that? Yeah. It's the best thing. I like to do it at night. Oh my so God. I'll like brain dump just I so it like those thoughts are out of my head before I yeah. go to sleep. Because you know when you like lay in bed and you just start thinking about everything? It's the best at night. <laughs> so you brain dump in the morning? I do think at nighttime is better, but okay. I never get around to it at night. I, so then I do it in the morning. I like, I, I used to to journal it. And now I actually just will walk around on my, like, I just will walk and try to get steps and then just like record. And then my daughter comes down and she sees me doing it. And I also want her to see me doing it because I want her to also have that. She's really like, you know, it's, it's funny. Like I'm really like seeing how important it is to like just instill the habits in her. And so I do try to sometimes like let her see these things happening as well. It's all brained up. So much comes out to me, like so much, I have so much revelation when I'm doing it. Like, I remember I was like really struggling because I was still working from home. And I was like, man, I'm not motivated from home. Like, I feel exhausted. I feel like I have adrenal fatigue because I'm constantly trying to like overdo it to like, you know, give my energy to the team, like do whatever I'm trying to do to support whoever it is. And I feel exhausted. And I was doing the brain up and I was like, of course I'm exhausted. I'm supposed to be like relaxed at home. I'm supposed to be like safe at home. And here I am working from home. Like it's not healthy and I need boundaries. I need to have a, like a different place for that. So we ended up going back to the office, the whole team, and they were really mad at me at first. <laughs> and then it ended up like just being the most amazing thing. We go four days a week from like 10 to three. It's amazing. 
it's been life-changing. And now I feel like I have less meetings. Mm-hmm. I have my time to myself at home. Oh my God, it was the best. I like 10 to 3. 10 to Those 3. Those are good hours. Yeah, it's good hours. I mean, you still have to work full time. You have to do your things, but. That's your morning routine. But you said yeah. you really I like your nighttime no- routine. Yeah, well, I take Nora to school. That's important to me. And then, yeah, and then I start my day. My nighttime routine, I, I'm kind of weird. I don't know if you're like this too. And not everybody likes to be around me at nighttime because of this. Like my daughter hates it, but she's gotten used to it now. But even my sister, like she'll spend the night sometimes and she's like, oh God, why am I here? <laughs> I'm, I'm into natural light. So when the sun goes down, very little light goes on in the house. Are you the same? Yeah. It's the best. I know. I just like very dim lights. Very and dim light. goes down. Like I don't want yeah. anything like bright on. Hell yeah. No. Why would you do that to yourself? I even turn like my cell phone brightness yes. down. And I have yellow? Like, yellow. Yeah. <laughs> it's like all the things like any of these like hacks and things that I can do. Wow. I'm like, if I can have anything that like might improve something. And yeah. like, I, be- I believe in placebo effects, right? 100%. So like if it's a placebo and it works for me, then it works. So Doesn't for matter. me, if dimming the lights when the sun goes down helps me sleep better at night and then mm-hmm. I feel better the next morning, I'm going to dim my lights. And honestly, like those small little things for me make a difference. And when I'm like, when I'm around, when I go to my, my sister's house and they have like all the lights on at night, I'm like, I'm wired. When you do that, I'm wired. Agreed. I don't want to go to sleep now. I want to like, I want to talk to people, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I don't want to do that at night. So you're dimming all the lights. Dimming all the lights. I do like to take, I like to get ready for bed, like take my shower, everything. I do. A, I'm a nighttime shower person. I'm like ready for bed. And then I do like to take a little bit of time also. Like, you know, I, that's my, my me time a little bit. So I try to like take my time in the shower I like to like scrub and like, you know, do my, do my thing, you know? And then I take, I take my time with my skincare routine as well. I'm sure you do too. (laughs) Like I have to layer. Yeah. I like it. I enjoy it. And sometimes I have night calls, but I try not to do them. I try to put them all in like one night, but sometimes it doesn't happen. But usually like Wednesday night is my night calls. Because your team, a lot of people are based in Dubai, but you have people based all over. Yeah. And we have an office in LA and London. Yeah. So it's hard. So you kind of like have to take, it's like the sacrifice of having a business. (laughs) Yeah, I do try to do it once a week. And I always try to encourage my team, like just put all your calls in one day and then just get it out of the way. But it is hard because it does wear your routine off. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard, but you have a global brand. So it's like a little bit of just what we do. Yeah. That's a sacrifice you have to make. You know, it's so funny. I talk to people all the time and they're like, oh my God, I want to have my own business because I want to have freedom. And I'm like, "Mm, that's self-employment, not (laughs) not having your own business. Like facts, like you have to do so many things you don't want to do once you have business. You have to get used to it. Yeah. For people who might want to start a business, they think it's like glamorous, amazing, all this and this. What do you think they should know before going on this journey? The glamour part is like 10% of it. The other 90% is like, you know, grit. It's grit. It's um, hustle. It's like constant, you know, bending over backwards for things that you just have to do. And you you really can't put yourself first. The part that you get to put yourself first, you know, for the 10%, it's a very small percentage. And that's what people see. They see that side. But the other side, it's like you have to do so many things you don't want to do. And you have to just you don't think about it. Like you are not of service to yourself, actually. You know, and if you think it, you think that, you know, doing a business is like a, a vanity thing, then I don't know if you can be successful, you know? Well, because I, I talk yeah. about this a lot. I say like if you have five launches a year, that's like five of these really big fun days with launches <laughs> and events of 365. Then the other 360, we're just in the office with our teams, working on the brands, working through problems, yeah. like preparing for those five launches. <laughs> yeah. Doing all the things for these just five days. And right. then you just hope that those five launches go really, really well. But yeah. you're planning so much and like it's so much teamwork. And like for us to like being forward facing founders, we get yeah. a lot of the credit. But like it's yes. not possible without the 100%. teams of people in all these places. All the team. We get all the credit. And I always say that it's like it's all the team. By the way, I got your new cream. It's amazing. Oh, thank I you. I love it. That's actually, I'm obsessed. Amazing. Thank it's you. It's so good. I'm glad you like Everything it. breaks me out. And I swear your products do not break me out. So oh, they make I'm me so, so happy. That makes me happy. I could just put anything in my face and it doesn't break me out from your products. Everything else breaks me out. But your new cream is amazing. 
It's really great as like a Beautiful. makeup primer for day or a moisturizer for night. So yeah. either one. So you can try it as like makeup prep. And I use it like all the time, like before, like just even just roaming around the house. I love it. Thank you. But it's true. Like our team does all the work. You know, you're only really as good as like how great of a team you have. And, um, you know, we're lucky, obviously, to have great teams. Yeah, we really are. And like it, I feel like there was a, a couple hires that we had that really made a difference in Aww. the business. And like we always say, like we have no ego in knowing like there's things we don't know, either don't know or I don't want to do. Yeah. And let's like hire <laughs> for people that really can spend their full time on it so like we can have the brain power to do the things that we're good at, like exactly. brain dumping, trying products, like exactly. thinking of new ideas. And, exactly. And you guys are so great at innovation and trying yeah. things. And like there's something like when I try your products, like your powder. And yeah. I'm like, wow, like I've tried so many powders, but there's just like something different here. Are you the pickiest yeah. person when it comes it's to product? No development? idea. And apparently I'm genetically made that way. I did a DNA test. Okay. Craziest thing ever. And it says some not so good things. But apparently my serotonin levels are bad. And it makes me this crazy detailed person who like sees everything. And the, the guy who was telling me about it, uh, my results, I have to give it to you. Yeah, so I'm crazy. like very interested. It's so crazy. But he told me like, apparently like people might think you have ADHD. But what you really have is just hyper attention. You just notice everything because your serotonin levels are so low. Do you remember everything? You know, it's so funny. The more time I spend on the phone, the less I remember because I'm really not engaged. Like mm -hmm. I'm not here, you know? So I think it depends on how present I am. But I used to be more present. And now I feel like I've spent more time online and I'm a little less present. And I don't like that. And how are you working on your presence? Is there anything you feel like you're doing? I'm really trying to get rid of my phone. <laughs> I'm not great at getting back to people. Like, and I'm infamous for that. Like people know that like I will, I am not plugged on my phone and I cannot be on my phone too much because it's just important. But it sucks for friendships, obviously. Obviously, I talk to Jen like every morning and every night. I don't know how. <laughs> There's one thing that I have on 24-7 for many years now, and that's my aura ring. I use it for so many things from tracking my sleep, my steps, especially when I'm jet lagged or tired or seeing things that might affect my sleeping habits and how well, I'm sleeping. And one of those things is when I'm on my cycle. And recently they have a partnership now with Natural Cycles. And it's a really great way to have so many more insights. Their partnership is a hassle-free way to plan or prevent a pregnancy while receiving holistic health tracking benefits of a wearable. So how this works is Aura Ring measures your temperature trends while you sleep. And then Natural Cycles uses temperature trend data from Aura to determine your fertility status. And Natural Cycles is the only FDA-controlled birth control app. So because Aura automatically measures your temperature trends while you sleep, you don't have to remember to take your temperature as soon as you wake up. And Aura really helps you understand your cycle and how it can impact your sleep, activity, and habits no matter where you are in your reproductive health journey. Aura Ring comes in five beautiful finishes. I wear the one that's in rose gold and I absolutely love it. The first thing I do when I wake up every single morning is check my Aura Ring sleep score. And I love to see my sleeps, my rest, my steps. And it's been such an amazing tool for me in my overall wellness journey. And I can't imagine not wearing it. I really think you guys should try it. I know you guys hear me talk about it all the time. So when you sign up for Aura and Natural Cycles, you get $40 off an Aura Ring. And if you want to learn more, visit AuraRing.com slash LWM to learn more about how you can take control of your health with Aura and Natural Cycles. We talked about Huda Beauty. You have amazing makeup, but you also have other brands yeah. within the brand. Yeah. So you have Wishful Skin, KLE. Why did you decide to brand them as other names? Yeah. Well, to be honest, I had like a different vision for Wishful. Like I wanted it to be actually, you know, what's so funny. Oh, you're going to laugh at this. Actually, I had a vision to do something really cool that was like very medicinal and like these tubes similar to your brand. And then do you know what? Um, oh, your brand's like so much cooler. And then, you know, my investors said they said it'll never work. 
And I was really upset because I really wanted to do this very cool medicinal, like I had like this apothecary kind of vibe that I wanted to do. And so we wanted to do something totally different. We wanted to make something very different. I didn't want to be Huda Beauty. I regret now not chasing my own intuition. I think that's a problem sometimes. Like sometimes when you have like an intuitive thought, sometimes you listen to others and then you, you know what I'm talking about. It's like the biggest mistake that a founder could make. But I genuinely just didn't want it to be anything like that was too close to Huda Beauty. Now, in retrospect, I wonder if we should have kept it under Huda Beauty because some people always come to me. They're like, you should do skincare. And I'm like, we have a skincare line. But yeah, I don't know. I'm not I'm not sure really, you know, about like how to be also the founder of like two brands. Like it's very hard for me. Like I actually struggle with that sometimes. And so I don't know. We might we might have some plans for that Amazing. to change some things. Yeah. And then Kaylee. I mean, Kaylee, it's yeah. so good. I wear Exploding. vanilla 28 oh my God, so every day. Whenever I'm like running out of it, I'm like, oh, I, work Mona, I'm like yeah. I love it. It's just uh, like the brand is amazing. And I feel like every time there's a new fragrance, people are just very yeah. excited. And Mona is such a great nose. Like she really is so talented. I mean, her fragrance closet room is not even a closet. It's you like know, a, it's, it was a whole like floor a, in her <laughs> house. Yeah. But she's such an amazing nose and she's so talented. She's so passionate. She's really incredible. And honestly, Kayali is doing so well. And I'm so proud of her. She literally takes no days off. I actually don't think it's healthy. Like she takes no days off. No days. She's working every single day of the week. I don't know. If, I don't I don't know if I like, I think maybe when you start a brand, you do do that. But, but I'm like, slow down. She's yeah. like, you already did your stuff. Like, leave me alone. You did this already, you know. And how is it like working with your family? So many things I want to say yeah. right now. It's good. It's not so good sometimes. It's challenging. It's rewarding. It's like all of those things, like all in like one place, you know, it's but ultimately like we decide to work together as a family and I love it. I do love it. But it's also challenging because sometimes you lack the boundaries and you'll say things to each other that you wouldn't say to another person. Like the other day I had an argument with my husband because I was like, I feel and I never argue with him, but I had to say something to him. And I was like, I feel like sometimes you still treat me like I'm your girlfriend, like your crazy girlfriend that you started dating when you were young. And I was like, I'm your colleague. And he was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get it. But sometimes you struggle with things like that, you know, and you have to I think it's important that you find the right way to communicate it. I think some people listening, they maybe are like, it's kind of convenient. They're like, oh, I'm with yeah. my my partner, my husband, yeah. or whatever, my sister, I want to do this. So any advice to them before? Like, so what do you wish they would know or think about yeah. or talk to their family about before going into business together? You need to be able to be really honest, but you have to find the right way to communicate also, because like, you know, honesty isn't necessarily just being super blunt and being rude. It's also finding like the real reason as to like what's happening. I think if you're going to go into business with your family, you first of all, there's many things you need to do. But first of all, you need to have like a person that you appoint like as like, you know, the person you can lean on if something goes away. You know, like for instance, I don't believe in 50-50 businesses. I know like many businesses exist that are 50-50. I don't believe in it. I just simply do not believe in them. I believe in 5149. I don't believe 50-50 because when shit hits the fan, somebody needs to be able to be the person that you can lean on for decisions. And in, in our family, like everyone, thankfully, has leaned on me. But sometimes there's disagreements and I don't really ever pull out that card. Like you need to figure out the way that you make decisions and then you need to be able to communicate well. And also just because they're your sibling or your partner doesn't mean you should be working together either. Sometimes also, it's better not to. Sometimes it would be better for your relationship that you didn't. One thing that I've noticed about you is like there's such longevity in your mm. business and your personal brand Thank and you. the personal brand like kind of helps fuel it. And you've done such a great job of personal like branding yourself Thank that you people so know you. They know who, what you look like. They know your name mm. and just out not just on social or within beauty, but like yeah. within business and like everyone Thank like you. just knows who you are. But how can a creator 
do a better job of personal branding themselves to like yeah. really have a, a long-term career. Like sometimes I feel like sometimes I feel like I want to take more of a backseat. And so like being so front facing is also difficult. You know, like, I don't know if you ever feel like that sometimes. Like I'm like, sometimes I'm like, I'm ready to like fade away and just chill. But it's like, no, you can't do that here. You have to go. <laughs> you have to create content. And I do love it. And that's the thing that's so hard. It's like, I love it so much. But I think people need to think about like, what is their, you know, their, their end goal? You know, do you want to have a brand? Do you want to be like, I think so many people can bridge out into like really amazing careers now. And I think you have to have some type of idea. And I think the long game is the game you have to play no matter what. Like, even if you don't have full clarity, play the long game. When I first started as a blogger, I wasn't really sure what I was going to do. I was like, you know, I, when we created the logo, I remember actually it was Mona's husband's sister. No way. Yeah. She's a friend of mine. Oh my yeah. She's still a friend of mine, of course. She's my sister-in-law now. But I asked her, I was like, oh man, I don't have money. I was like, but can you create a logo for me? And once I put this on a package, like, why did I say that to her? I was like, one day I'm going to put it on a package and you know, you can, and then I'll pay you. Like, I mean, forever. I remember the eyes on the package. <laughs> Do you remember that? I would hold the, the lashes up <laughs> like this and have the eyes and the logo. Like I can remember what it looks it like. So crazy. That was just like an accident too. Like my husband just did it and we were like, oh my God, it's so cool. But yeah, I mean, honestly, I think you just have to have like a long, like long-term focus. One thing I remember when we were looking for investors, I liked somebody said something and it was like, you can't be short-term greedy. You have to be long-term greedy. And I agree with that. Like I agree with that holistically. Like you have to think about the long-term. That means giving up some short-term things that thinking about your image, thinking about where you want to go, you have to always be long-term. Yeah, I think yeah. it's really important, especially with creators. I think they see now yeah. like you can get, it's very different with TikTok because it oh, yeah. almost like makes these like mega creators in like yeah. months now where it yeah. used to be like you had Overnight. to post on Instagram and YouTube for like years to just right. grow like a slower following. So now it's like, it's just very different. Yeah, you can grow overnight now, which is so crazy. I want to get to some quick questions. Yes. Do you have a favorite quote or mantra? Yeah, actually, it's in Arabic. It's I really love it. It's fil It's with every delay, there's a blessing. And I really believe that. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah, that's a very good one. I hated it when I heard it for the first time because it was Mona who told it to me during a time where I really wanted something to happen. But man, it was so good. So right. Yeah. Three makeup products you can't live without. Definitely Easy Bake and our concealer. Like I have some stories about accidentally using different products and then they, they didn't work for me. Those products work for me so well. And I love a jet lag mask. I brought it with me. <laughs> I brought it with me. Worst advice you've received? Mm, yeah, there's a lot of bad advice. <laughs> sometimes people who don't understand, you know, your business. I, I think sometimes people who pretend like they know it all tend to give me the worst advice. So <laughs> definitely had some of those experiences. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of had that experience. So when we were launching Summer Fridays, yeah. we had formulated a couple masks that we were going to launch with. And we really felt like we wanted to launch with jet lag masks because mm. we just knew like our customer, our community, like and personally, you. like this is what yeah, we wanted. What you represent. And so we were like launching it and then we had something else and was like, no, you need to launch with more of like a wow product. It needs to be like this. It needs to be like a this or that. And like it needs to be, be so drastic. And so we almost launched with this other product because all these like experts or people in the industry who'd been in beauty for decades thought that that's what you had to launch with. We didn't end up launching with it. We launched with jet lag because we just felt like that was like quarter. And now we're like, oh my gosh, it's still like our best selling product. So it's like we, if we would have listened to people just because they knew more than us, it would have, maybe the brand wouldn't be what it is today. Yeah. And I'm so happy that we knew that. So it's like, just because yeah. someone knows more than you doesn't mean you should listen to them. And that's the thing. Anytime I, I don't know about you, but anytime I talk to founders, they're like, oh, you know, can I get advice? I'm like, it's all advice. You take it. You don't take it. It's just, I'm just a sounding board. And I think that's really important. Like nobody has the answers. Anybody pretends like they do. You got to really question that. 
And like what's one, what works for your brand is different than what exactly. works for our brand. So someone could tell us the same advice. Exactly. And it's like very different results. Totally. Do you have a favorite book you've read? I would definitely say it's Atomic Habits. It's such a great it's book. such a good book. James Clear is just like so good. He's so good. I think that's probably my favorite. I read it twice. The first time I read it, I think I wasn't ready to like receive the totally. information. The second time I read it, I was actually ready to like put it into practice. Yeah. So it was one of those like you can keep going back to it. Absolutely. Because we can always improve our habits for I the rest of our life. I go back to it every like at the end of every year, I go back to it just because the beginning of the year, I just think you can learn. You, you Right. Like you said, every time you go back to it, you learn something new, you know, like you missed before. I do the audiobook. I love audiobooks. I love audiobooks. I do too. Because I, I'll like, I can like get ready or I'm driving yes. or I'm traveling or something and I like to multitask. We're organizing your room. Yes. Yes, we do. I'm like, I'm organizing my makeup. Do you have a favorite makeup trend right now? I'm kind of obsessed with the really thin, light Bella Hadid brow. I tried to filter on the did other day. That? No. So I actually like went through the like phase in middle school and high school where I did my brows way too thin. Yeah. And it was giving me like flashbacks. No, they don't look good on me at all. I, I had the TikTok filter you on. You're so beautiful. I really don't believe that. Oh, no, it was terrible. Really? My brows are still trying to grow back from this. <laughs> and at the time, my mom was like, don't overpluck your brows. You're making them too thin. And I was like, no, like this is like cool. And now I'm mom. like, so I love it on other people. Yeah. I liked that I could try it on with the filter to see what Can it looks like. Can you send me the filter? Yeah, I really want to do it. And I actually started straightening my brows and I don't think my face... I, I love your brows are so, so thick because they look so nice. Don't, don't pluck uh, them. I really, you know, it's so funny is I started shaving them because I, I really love the Bella Hadid, like the light, yeah. light. Also, it's like lighter hair. Yes. It's like you bleach your brow. I like, well, some people like just like shave the ends of it off, mm, like the so tail to make it like a little straighter. Yeah. So that I like because mine yeah. goes down and, but shaving it feels less aggressive than plucking. Totally. Then it's like the hairs are plucking still there. is like a commitment that you may not be able to give Get up. Back, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Last question is the most memorable moment of your career so far. You know, celebrating 10 years was like a really big thing. And when we, it was, it was meaningful for me, you know, there's been many meaningful moments, but I think going to the Sephora, it might not seem like that big of a deal, but it was special for me. We went back to the Sephora where we launched after 10 years and it was just, oh man, it was so good to be there. And um, it was like, I was just like nostalgic, but also rewarding. And it was so special. You know, and like to think that we were there 10 years before that, launching our lashes, taking a total risk on something, not knowing what we're going to do, hearing so many things, so many people saying, even very close to me, people saying, oh, it's not going to work. And then to be there 10 years later and with a brand and oh, it was just, that was a special moment, you know, there's been so many special moments, but something about that was just like, I don't know, it was surreal, you know, because I didn't think we would go that far. Well, congratulations, because to launch a brand is difficult. To make it past the first few years is very hard. To make it to a decade is something only a few brands actually do. So congratulations. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you for coming in. You too. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. And be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate and review because it would mean so much to me. And follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what episodes are coming up next. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.